0: For one, welcome our new gentlemen overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How are we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. I am Andrew and with me is Max. And Robert. And guys, we haven't, t- I mean, a little BTS, we haven't recorded in quite a while, so nice to see your little faces on the little
1: webcam-y. Oh, boy.
0: Uh, How's it going, guys? Going swell.
2: Yeah, pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. Pretty
0: good. Pretty good. Robert, you got a new webcam, so you're in a completely different
1: position than I'm used to in your room.
0: Uh,
1: so many new angles. Yep, new webcam. Need to see my boys <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> flims and television. Mm-hmm.
0: I have moved rooms in since we last recorded. I uh, have been recording yeah, you... from the basement. Now I'm back upstairs, baby. Ooh, out of the doghouse! Yeah, He's back. <laughs> out of the doghouse. Yeah, <laughs> I finally bought my wife enough flowers to earn credits to to move my way back upstairs
1: you know how uh, the works. perfect amount of bouquets finally mm-hmm. yeah. um looks good you're sporting uh, a lot of a lot of books which yeah. i think it's this, they, yeah this, they're this. card they're cardboard aren't they yeah, yeah. These are, this is a
0: this is just a cardboard stand that i had a <laughs> standard zoom
2: background
0: yeah that's right this is the uh this is the uh person on cnn background of just whatever book they want to highlight no i Moved upstairs, I've got some acoustic paneling on the walls in here, so, uh, yeah, really spiced up the room.
1: (laughs) Damn, it's going to be coming in, sounding nicer than us, Max, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going
2: to have to put up some acoustic paneling in Andrew's room and then move in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't sound better than you guys with just my voice, so I had to to cheat with uh, acoustic paneling.
2: Hard to compete with these buttery, uh, uh, (laughs) I don't know what to call them. Voices. I, that's the word. <laughs> pipes. That sounds good. I was trying to come buttery up with a pipes. better word.
1: <laughs> buttery. Uh, what's a word for pipes? Voices. <laughs> we get a lot of we got a lot of five star reviews to say, oh, their voices are so buttery. <laughs> Those pipes. Just buttery, juicy. Um,
2: like movie theater butter.
1: <laughs> hey, that's a good transition. Are we going to talk about movies? Let's do it. <laughs> you forget about me look my way girl <laughs> something breakfast movies
0: we've seen the movies we've seen uh rob lead us off you're up to bat first Ooh. uh the crowd's chanting rob movies we've seen robert and robert. Dun, 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 what did you see dun, what did you dun, see
1: dun, 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 <laughs> dun. um and then i'm pointing i'm like calling my shot like mm. there's the movie yeah. i saw look at the marquee and it was it's Tim and Eric's billion-dollar movie. Did you do the... Uh, uh, and I watched that with Tim and Eric uh, watching that themselves. That's right. A uh, watch-along. I was. That's what I was going to ask.
0: One? I was, that's what I was going to ask. They did a watch-along, and I was wondering if you joined in for that.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, it's clear that they obviously making a movie is tough and they like i think they were probably like kind of critical of it or like there was parts they thought worked better than others um um but i i enjoy the movie and i think like it's fair it's pretty successful for like doing something that feels like tim and eric writ large um and they added in a couple elements to kind of make it feel like the sketch show but it's it's their sensibilities i couldn't say that like uh someone unfamiliar with them would would fall in love with it. But it was and it was particularly nice to watch them watching it. And the stuff that the stuff that does crack them up is like it's so endearing that they like can sit there and not like they remember like even if it was a pain in the ass to to film, like if it was it was ended up being funny and translated to the screen, they were very appreciative and they were like cracking themselves up. Mm -hmm. So that was all very like enjoyable to see. Um and I I don't know, I feel like because I've listened to some film you know, director's commentaries and things like that. And I think, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that elation sometimes from people. So it was, it was flattering. Um, but I really like that and I hope they do more. I think they'll probably, I think it's been, they've, the two they've done have been successful enough. They might, you know, watch some other projects they've done basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I watched Tenet finally,
0: I have heard a lot of, uh, conflicting, opinions on ten
1: a lot of conflicting opinions um i enjoyed it i think it and i'm not going to say too much about it like i'm not going to say like spoilery stuff but i do think that it was more confusing than like um inception as far as like inception was a much cleaner way of of like uh giving the point that they were trying to make as far as like dreams and how they fold in and like time expands downwards basically it's what's longer and longer the deeper you go um this one was a little harder to wrap my head around to begin with and it does feel like a movie that if you enjoy it or if you weren't sure if you enjoyed it and you watch it a second time you'll probably get make those connections and it'll be a lot more enjoyable to you and it's hard to ask I think folks sometimes to say like "Well, watch it and then like if you th- really think back or if you watch it again then you'll really appreciate it but I, I did like it and I do want to revisit it and I'm certain that I'll like it more the second time, but it is it's long, that first one. And uh yeah, it's it's,
0: it's two and a half hours or more, yeah. right?
1: And they didn't reverse time and uh, any time off that uh the god they're all the everyone's made these dumb puns about the movie. <laughs> um anyway, um yeah like that. Um I would recommend folks see that. Um I how also the, watched how
2: are the performances in it?
1: Um, oh, um, uh, his, uh, uh son, um, his uh, son. why can't I think, huh? Whose son? Um, the, the, the main actor is someone's son. Uh, my God, why am I blanking so hard? Uh, Denzel Washington's son is the, the main actor in Tenet. Okay. Oh, really? And he's excellent. I don't know why his name is escaping me right now, but, um, he's really good. Does and it I like... not
2: end in Washington? It might. George. I've heard that name before.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's I, right. I don't know. Um, no, I, I think the performances were good. Uh, the guy who plays Quicksilver is in it, and he's pretty. Like he is pretty soldier boy, Talent. dude. At one point, soldier boy. Tone. But um, no, I, but I liked it though. I, I I would recommend folks give it a shot. But like I was Wait, saying, which, I think which
2: Quicksilver are you talking about? Yeah, there are uh, the, you the or Marvel Fox.
1: the Marvel one from uh, uh, Age of Ultron. Aaron Taylor okay. Johnson. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um. And then I also watched Gangs of New York again. Um and that one wasn't long. <laughs> um
0: <laughs> Good stance, Robert.
1: No, it was weird because like I had to rent it and it was one of those things where I was like I've seen this movie and like I I like it, like I I know I like it, but I think there's like it's not a a perfect movie and it's in this weird spot where it's either like 2001 or 2002 for Scorsese, so there's some like film techniques and things that it's still his voice, but like, it's definitely this kind of like evolution of what he does in his films. Um, And I don't think it's a hot take to say that. I think that like, there's some, I mean, Daniel day Lewis is like an incredible performance as like a horrible piece of shit guy. But, um, but like Cameron Diaz, I feel like is really miscast. Um, Leo's good, obviously, but there's just like some, some kind of like corny stuff and some weird stuff about it. And the fact that it's, sort of an amalgam of different historical things that are like pretty far off. Like there was someone like Bill, the butcher, but he like supposedly never killed anybody as opposed to like Daniel day Lewis's character who like, Hmm. always just kills everyone. So stuff like that, where it feels like felt like a weird lift. Um, But um, yeah, I I just liked revisiting it because I was mostly just like, I like that, that time period was so like crazy and like, you know, grimy. I love when like uh, Leo comes back into town and like, his friends like oh these are all the gangs that are currently operating and it's crazy and these kids rob these guys and you know this you know you got to know your way around here and like makes his way up in the ranks all to try and get like revenge is really I don't know I thought it was compelling. I I, I like that part of it. Hmm. Um and then the last thing I saw loop in the third the first is that <laughs> what it's called it is um which is a sort of CG animated um loop in the third movie that came out, I think at the end of last year. Hmm. Um, and I rented it and
0: I do remember that coming out.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, it's gorgeous. I mean, I don't know if it's controversial that the traditional style of anime versus like sort of this evolution. I, I suppose they've been doing a lot of 3d anime for a while now. And I love the way the old style of, of Lupin and like the old Miyazaki film, the castle of Cagliostro or whatever. Um, in the 70s is great but it's the detail was incredible and it still captures and has the anime feel of all the characters and it was a really fun kind of like it win places for sure he's like fighting the villain The villains are nazis trying to get this like artifact so it feels very um last crusade uh, especially by the end um it was great i really enjoyed it it really surprised me and like still totally crazy it actually had some like uh Tintin the re- the the one from a couple years ago that Spielberg I think did the the mm-hmm. CG one it had vibes of that where like things were happening and like tanks were driving through buildings that you you don't feel like you could get on film in live action but because there's this heightened sense of reality it's because it's sort of an anime live action a little bit it it feels like real in a different way it's um I really enjoyed it I would highly recommend it even if you're not super familiar with Lupin because other than a couple of his cohorts it's it seems like a jumping on point um, for folks. You just need to know he's a gentleman thief and he's got a couple buddies that he runs with sometimes and he's on a mission. That's the main thing. So I really enjoyed it. I would, I would definitely have folks uh, check that one out.
2: Hmm. Would you consider yourself a big Lupin fan?
1: No, I can't say that I'm, I have like watched enough to be like a big fan, but I'm familiar. I was familiar enough with mostly the Miyazaki and, um, and just kind of like what I would heard that I was, the animation more than anything was I was like, this is like stunning looking. And truly it did have some like, maybe I'll show you guys um some pics or drop some pics at some point. But um yeah, really some gorgeous um shots and stuff in that. I
2: think I watched the trailer and it looked good.
1: It's it's really incredible. I, it was, I really, really liked it.
2: I think it is hard to make that transition too. when somebody's used to to one look and then you go do do something drastically different. You gotta make sure that uh if you're dropping anything right like if you're if you lose some of the style of it you have to make up for it with something else you have to make sure that you're delivering something and it's like light f- like lighting
1: was a big one for me in the movie like there's a part where he like walks up this lamp and he's like you're looking for the eclipse huh and he and he takes the lamp and he puts his he palms the bulb so that it kind of eclipses the light and you just see it kind of shining on his face and it's totally lupin and it's just the anime face with his hair but you can see the follicles you see the little hairs on his arm and just the way that he covers up the lighting I feel like they were kind of showing off like yeah, this could be a flat image. And yeah, they could do shadow and, and different things that they could play with. But something about him in this environment was so captivating. Like the whole movie looked great like that. So, yeah. Cool. Max, nice. what about you?
2: Well, it's funny that you mentioned uh, the cast, castle of Cogliostro or whatever it's called. Because uh, I watched- well, Let me be of the my... judge if it's funny or not. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to crack up. Hilarious. Both of the movies I watched were Miyazaki movies. That's oh. all I'm saying. Oh what He uh? <laughs> died of laughter uh i watched porco rosso which Ooh. is one of my favorite miyazaki movies nice um it's about although it does have some stuff that i did not really remember and don't agree with um but the the story is there's a uh fighter i think from world war one uh a pilot. Big difference between the two, <laughs> <laughs> but he gets turned into a pig uh, through a spell. But he goes on flying and and um, gets mixed up with some sky. I think this is
1: spirited, spirited away is where they become the pigs. Max, sure you're confused.
2: Oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a Miyazaki thing. It happened in uh, Lupin. If if you were paying attention, you would know Lupin becomes. Oh, a pig come to think of it, it, every
1: single Miyazaki <laughs> movie is just people turning into pigs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so The thing he has. Uh, Yeah, it happens in both. This one, it's just the one character. And he is kind of like a hybrid human pig. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's a really talented pilot. And he goes up against these uh, other the sky pirates, basically, that are um, like stealing, like kidnapping these kids, I think for a ransom. And it's a very cute movie. The thing that I Sounds, uh, <laughs> <laughs> cute plot. yeah okay, huh. yeah maybe skip, <laughs> skip from one to the other it's really cute because the pirates are really like they're really kind to the kids, and the kids are like really happy. it's kind of like a field trip for we them going on there, so a- this is some weird
1: really uh standing <laughs> these uh weird kidnappers
2: it's uh it's a very charming Miyazaki take on. Pirating, and and kidnapping, kidnapping and <laughs> such, because he he takes the kids and they're just like uh make like oh we get to fly that kind of stuff and then I, you know what they, even, I like, think they do sure that they similar
1: hurt. thing in Castle in the Sky because yeah. I think a couple people are gonna get taken in by the Sky Pirates on their journey and I they think mm-hmm. they're all equally like oh wow like kind of on a big sky ship. I've so just been waiting. Maybe there's for... something to these kids getting taken by Sky I've Pirates. Been, and, I've been waiting yeah.
0: for Miyazaki's take on kidnapping for years. <laughs> so
1: please, Miyazaki, yeah.
0: oh, please.
2: But the part that i didn't like is there's a like it's pretty sexist and it it kind of like goes against it uh, at points like um they're basically like hey women can't uh, work on planes because planes are complicated and and women won't get it and then they have the women like really make a great plane so they kind of go against it in the end but they they put out the sexism out there and then they have this 17 year old girl and every single guy in the movie is hitting on her throughout the whole thing, including this guy who uh, proposes a marriage and she gets put up as a trophy essentially for wow. the, the final flight. And so none of that is good, but um, other than that, it's a fun movie.
1: You know, it was a different time. Not it's that a long ago. Time. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> different time within our lifetimes and, yep yeah uh, but i just think the the flying is beautiful i think the the character interactions other than uh the
1: sexist ones the, the yeah
2: <laughs> other than the sexism and the pedophilia and all that other than Jesus. that it's, <laughs> it's great uh yeah it's kind of hard to 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 talk it up after you know also <laughs> it's your fault the <laughs> yeah, this is not, yeah this isn't on the back of the box my man i just like the uh the planes they look so nice flying through the sky and the guy's a pig and he has a mustache and a it's period plane? here we
1: go here we go
2: <laughs> just pretend that half of the movie doesn't happen and you'll like it wow <laughs> the other half's fantastic uh and the other movie I watched was *Nazca of the Valley of the Wind.
1: Ooh, that's a great one.
2: Which uh I was inspired to um watch again because I played this game called Aegis Defenders, where um like basically they came out with a trailer and everyone accused them of stealing the art from Nazca because it's it's got the the giant bug creatures, uh like the giant pill. It was just guys. footage
1: from Nosaka. It pretty much is. There's <laughs> wow. like an old
2: man with a beard, and then the uh, the creator kind of had to come out later and say, "Hey, I, you know, I might have seen that." I, I hey, didn't what's Nausicaa.
1: What I doing? Uh... <laughs> well, said, oh, whoa! Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool! I'll check this out sometime. <laughs> oh, this kind of like my game. Oh, this kind of cool. <laughs> It's I think weird they ripped off my article game. Article
2: I read, he was like, "Yeah, so we're thinking about uh, changing the color scheme because basically they they boil it down to like the the main girl is wearing blue and the guy who's a, a bearded guy is wearing brown," uh, and that's not the only similarities. There are a ton of similarities in it.
1: And uh, uh, You'll go, hey, I'll see your ass in court. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I mean. It's weird because they said, okay, so we're going to change the colors. And then they don't like, I'm playing the, the final version. I'm playing it years later. And the colors are exactly the same wow. as the first trailer.
1: They're and, like, maybe, maybe they're not looking anymore. Just change it back.
2: <laughs> Essentially, I think is what happened. They
1: just don't care. A uh, free, uh, free DLC update. Uh, back to the original <laughs> colors.
2: <laughs> the game is kind of fun. Uh, I haven't played much into it, but the movie is also very cool. And it's got a uh, compelling story about it. Uh,
1: nature versus humanity
2: and respecting nature living yeah living with it rather than trying to dominate it Mm -hmm. uh which is a big theme in a lot of miyazaki movies yeah
1: mononoke and
2: yeah very very important and i want to watch mononoke again i want to kind of see how the two of those stack up against each other but uh a lot of cool stuff cool sci-fi world kind of based on uh mobius stuff and uh, there's like a little flying glider that she's always going around on that like you know one of those things that As a kid and as an adult, you just kind of wish existed in the world so you could go around, you know, play around, fly around wherever you want to go.
1: Mm -hmm. That would rock. That's a good one. uh,
2: Yeah. But that's all I've seen, those two movies. How about you, Andrew?
0: Oh, boy. I've seen a few flicks. I watched uh, Star Trek Beyond, the uh, Simon Pegg-written Star Trek movie. Nice. Oh yeah, that's the, the third Star one Trek. with you the
1: know? sabotage in the trailer.
0: Yes, yeah, sabotage in the trailer and in the movie. Makes its second appearance its second canonical appearance in a Star Trek movie.
2: <laughs> Why is Ron putting his finger up like yeah. he's got something to say? Yeah, I don't know either.
0: Like... Now he's nodding. Hell yeah. Um <laughs> It yeah, it is uh it makes a prominent return in Star Trek Beyond. The uh um <clears throat> It's fun. I mean, it's it. Uh, I think Rob's frozen actually. Um, was he back? Wait. Uh,
2: just let it go. Let man. it go. Okay.
0: Um, so uh, the yeah, it's fun. It's a the, there's a joke or not a joke, but like early in the movie, Kirk kind of makes a quippy remark about like oh, our adventures are starting to feel a little episodic, and it's it's sort of like a reference to this movie being sort of like an elongated Star Trek episode. Um yeah it's fun it has um I can't remember her name the actress yeah. the actress who plays the the mummy in the new mummy movie um and she's also Tom in Tom Cruise Tom Cruise yeah she's also in oh, Ready Player gosh, One and the first Kingsman movie and I can't remember her name but she's in it she has a really fun role Oh she role. played
2: Giselle was that the one?
0: Yes the one with the Giselle? sword Giselle, Giselle yeah. Legs. yeah um yeah, she has a really fun role in it. So I yeah, it's on Hulu. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed watching it again, even if it isn't in my favorite timeline of Star Trek properties. Um, sure, enjoyed it. Uh, so
2: Sophia Butella?
0: sounds right. The pronunciation is perfect. It Did sounds look up exactly a... right. <laughs> That's right.
1: I went to Italy to. to Did find you look up that. a a GIF of Gazelle. Uh, I just
2: searched for Gazelle Kingsman.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, we also watched um, a movie called While You Were Sleeping uh, which is a Sandra Bullock Bill Pullman movie that's on uh, Disney Plus I think um,
2: what time did you watch it?
0: While We Were Sleeping <laughs> um,
2: that doesn't make any sense it, uh, I was going to say that I was do you remember anything? that time. <laughs>
0: um, it did remind me of the Love episode where they they um, <laughs> All got together they they have their like group of friends and they would watch a movie and then write a song about it and so there was one where they did while you were sleeping mm. so i got to think about the song that they did for that movie which was very fun that was probably the that's really funny most fun part of the movie um it is a sort of a deeply disturbing plot it's one of those like movies that where they the plot the more you dissect it we also watch big which also falls into that category oh of like, boy the more you think about the plot the weirder it starts to get. And while you're sleeping also falls into that category. So uh, a double header of movies that felt kind of weird and problematic.
1: And wow.
0: I also, I have not finished it, but Max, I, are we
1: canceling Andrew?
0: <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> I give them my full hearted. Uh...
1: I don't know. Max is, Max is uh, adding <laughs> elements to his movies. Andrew, you're watching problematic <laughs> ones. I don't know what's going on. Um, I am also halfway through watching The Dark Knight Rises.
0: So I'll report oh. I'll report back. This is like a max review. Um when I finish <laughs> the second half of The Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> I'll report back in my full yeah. thoughts. I'm
1: on chapter twelve so of The Dark Knight Rises. Uh I Am The Knight. Yeah, the uh, audiobook.
2: This isn't the uh, first time you've seen it though, right?
1: No, I, I saw it in
0: theaters, and I think I've seen it once since theaters. But mm-hmm. My God, somebody's lighting up fireworks like six houses <laughs> over.
1: I can hear them. <laughs> hey, I, well, I'm sad for the pup, but also it's a day of celebration. Yeah. Um, and I wish they could do that without fireworks. <laughs> yes, that'd be great.
0: Uh, all right, let's move on to some TV shows. <laughs> <that-that-that-that-that-that->
2: that- 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 TV shows we've seen.
1: We've seen
0: <laughs> Rob Any TV. Rob's frozen again. Uh, uh,
2: well, Max, then, uh, go let ahead. me take over. Let me get my phone out of my pocket. Yeah, I watched some Cobra Kai.
1: Ah, I also watched Cobra Kai. The only on Disney Plus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, sorry, what was that, Robert? Never mind. I don't- Do not you think we oh, should? <laughs> I said I
1: saw WandaVision on Disney Plus.
0: Oh, uh, Robert, I don't know what's going on with your internet. You are freezing up left and right.
1: Oh, no. Um, well, why don't you guys talk about WandaVision and I'll go get the cord to try and make this thing a little more stable. We'll keep okay. it, keep, keep, keep okay. it going.
0: Max, why don't you talk about the thing you talk about Cobra Kai? Okay,
1: okay. Yeah, I'll, yeah, be, I'll yeah. be back. Okay.
2: Sounds good. Uh, so, Cobra Kai, um, I thought this season was a little bit awful. Same. Uh, <laughs> it was like uh, people doing a lot of stuff that just did not make any sense with yeah, the characters and same. then just like immediate here's here's okay uh where it really where i really started wow i i can't even say i really started to notice it but this one i think stands out to me is maybe the most egregious where the the wife goes to crease's um dojo uh, dojo and slaps him in the face and then uh the very next episode her husband is about to daniel is about daniel LaRusso russo is about to go there also and she's like oh you're just gonna go over there and attack him Mm -hmm. like exactly what she did and they kind of mentioned that in an offhand comment later but like she was playing the like high road thing and there are just so many examples of that of just people being awful doing things that wouldn't they they shouldn't do and like the, the whole series is kind of that like people People do things that they shouldn't do, and uh, but they have enough redeeming qualities about them that you can you say, okay, you know, the bad with the good. But this time seemed to be way more weighted on the bad side.
0: I agree. I I was making the the comment to my wife that there's certain characters that are they try really hard to keep balanced and like keep like on the side, like in the middle of like, are they. Redeemable? Are they awful? And like, there were certain characters. We're talking about Cobra Kai, Robert. Cobra um, Kai. Yeah, I was going to say, we, uh, we, we I'm, gotta, ba- fill, hey, I'm back. Uh, back. Gotta kill Robert
2: and you. We like, I'm very confused about yeah. who we we're talking about in one I'm like, Vision.
1: Wanda Vision bad?
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> there are certain characters that they teeter on, redeemable and irredeemable. And there's like, they just, like, there's certain characters that are just beyond redemption at this point. Like, mm-hmm. they got really close. I don't want to give away too many spoilers if, in case people have not already binged season three or something but um like hawk was like it was just like getting to the point where i was like even if they give him redemption it's getting to the point where like i'm not going to care when they do and they they almost got too far with him but now they're doing like stuff where they did get too far they i mean they they kind of did i hate that kid yeah um and then like they're trying to like give you like why crease is as bad as he is and like why you know like and then they give you the whole storyline with um what is her name not not uh LaRusso's kid but the girl she fights with
2: oh yeah uh I forget her name as well
0: they give you this story of like she works to support her mom but then she's also like uh like she she breaks into the LaRusso house and like they terrorize these other kids so it's like yeah. left. you get this story of like oh she's you know she's like really like she's got a good heart and she wants to support her mom, but then she just does like dastardly shit all the time,
2: yeah, yeah for no reason too and yeah yeah there's a you. a lot of that stuff, just everyone's a total prick, yeah uh although I gotta say that the couple things that I liked about it was when they when he went to Japan mm-hmm. and visited some of the old characters there it was cool to see them yeah, and then when you when uh the uh, I, I don't know this one seems like a big one and i shouldn't spoil it but when the other when another big character comes back yeah. from the past yeah. it was really fun to see them in the show
0: yeah i think there's enough uh sorry to steal your review but i think there's enough <laughs> stuff in the show that i continue to like it but it 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 teeters on being too frustrating for me to watch at times
2: yeah i don't like i i might give the next season a a, a chance mm-hmm. right like right now i'm not excited to watch it but when it comes out maybe i'll give it a chance but if i don't i think if it doesn't pull me back in i'm done uh pretty pretty soon into it right they can't really play that that long game of oh you'll really like the end of the season i won't get to it
0: yeah yeah i was getting i was getting there with this season so i i i feel you yeah uh anything you, else tv wise
2: uh yeah, yeah. I was watching Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Which is What is that? It's a uh, an, uh, it's an Australian murder mystery.
0: Oi, oi, oi.
2: Yeah. Um wow, mysteries upside them. down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mysteries that flush the other way. <laughs>
1: Mysteries on the Barbie, Your Honor. I don't think a dingo ate her baby.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a really fun show, Uh, made in 2011. I think is when it started, and um, but it takes place in the 20s, and so it's got like the big 2020s. It's got (laughs) oh god, it's weird, weird, right? That you have to now specify which one you're talking about, but in the uh, 1920s uh where there, there's um a free-thinking for, a forward-thinking free-spirited woman uh who i think in, inherited one of the like titles one of the the uh royalty titles and so she's got quite a bit of money but uh she goes around and and gets into trouble and solves mysteries and it's got a good supporting cast and uh, she doesn't have an Australian accent. I think she's from the U.S. Maybe. Boo! Oh no no no, Ooh. from Australia, Fuck but that. she has more of an an uh, American or or maybe English or what is?
1: There's like a hybrid. But she, okay, so she's not supposed to be Australian.
2: Oh, well, she is supposed to be Australian, but she's like the, like the educated yeah. out of speaking. You think like, the father's a killer? Nar. <laughs> <laughs> There is some of that. There is some of that in the show, and it's so fun, man! I love Australian accents, but uh, the the outfits are great, songs are great. It's pretty funny. The characters are are uh, are neat. Their interactions are cute, and uh, it's just easy to easy to get into it. Easy to enjoy the characters and and all of that. Yeah, and there are a, a few be recognizable people that pop up. I'm, I'm trying to think of the only one that I think of like a recurring character is um, Miss Sprout, professor Sprout from uh, Harry Potter is ah. her, her aunt. The one who, who uh, makes the, the mandrake scream. the continuing
1: adventures of Mrs. Sprout. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. She's playing the same character in this.
1: Wow. She's pretending to not be a wizard. Yeah. incredible nice calling herself aunt prudence
2: but yeah i'd recommend it if you can if you have access to acorn tv or if you uh, can get your hands on the dvds check it out it's a good one cool. uh and let's see i think there's three seasons i'm in like halfway through season three and then there's a movie so working through it i'll let you know when when i'm finished cool the, the final verdict but but right now, yeah, definitely check it out if you have the opportunity.
1: Um, Andrew, I've got fireworks over here, too.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, Robert, I was thinking, why don't we move the discussion? We can do a discussion of WandaVision maybe on the bonus, since I feel like we could really get oh, into it. Sure, um, why not? So why don't we move that to the bonus, but is there any other... Kind TV? of a... St- uh, wow, this is you're kind of springing this on me, but uh, okay. <laughs> um,
1: so I'm going to cut you <laughs> off and
0: uh, taking away your microphone completely and uh, shut the fuck up.
1: Guys, said, an emergency meeting when I ran away. Yeah, um, is there any this other is TV? Just the, the audience tease we
2: wanted to let him. Oh yeah, by the way, there's yeah. a bonus. Well, and you're by missing the way, yeah. Man, oh, missing content. I guess yeah.
1: you'll have to go to the Patreon. <laughs> uh, Max,
0: any other TV you've seen?
2: Me? You talking to me? Yeah. I'm done. No, okay. that's it.
0: Rob, anything? Uh, anything non WandaVision?
1: Not, not, not non WandaVision. No, sorry. No.
0: Um, I did finish the third season of Star Trek Discovery. On CBS Ooh. All Access, and I enjoyed it. I they, I think they did a really admirable job of resetting the show in a different time and space. And usually, in a show that is, you know, a show about a spaceship that is able to traverse space and time, um, there's always sort of a lingering. Well, eventually, they're going to go back to where they came from, and in this one they did sort of a hard reset of putting them in a different time, and they are staying in this time. So I thought they did a very good job of sort of re- resetting the show in this new thing without ever sort of giving you the feeling, like, well, eventually they'll go back to their own mm. time period. Um, How would you
2: feel if they did? I don't know, has the series already ended?
0: No, they are just ended the third season, and I think it's for sure coming back for a fourth. How would
2: you feel if in the fourth season they did go back?
0: I feel like it would be m- kind of messy just based on what they've done. Plus, like, the the amount of work that they had to do to sort of, like, uh, erase this, like, very high-tech ship out of Starfleet's history. Um, the work they had to do for that, for them to come back would just sort of negate... All of that, plus all the work that they've done to establish themselves in this new time period. So, yeah, I'd, I'd feel a little crummy about it. And especially well, because they are, they're they're going to have a show uh, that takes place in that previous time period that has characters that were previously featured on Discovery. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. uh, Very much recommended for fans of Star Trek and... Honestly like I think a lot of um criticism about Star Trek comes from its like lack of fast pace and action um and I think this sort of uh balances that well with what people like about Star Trek too. Hmm. So
2: the tight outfits, right?
0: It's the tight outfits, yeah. It's the tight outfits that- and hot actors.
1: Yeah. I like um, tight outfits and I like it dry, dry storylines. Right, just, yeah. just talking and diplomacy, <laughs> my man.
0: Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I'm also watching The Stand on CBS All Access. Ooh, how
1: is that? Because it's, I am a big, hey, I'm a stand fan, uh, the book at least. I don't like the, the old miniseries, I'm not a f- very fond of. The
0: I can't speak for.
1: The, Closer to the mic, my man.
0: I can't speak for the most two recent episodes but the first four are v- very bad like wow in a way that is sort of um impressive like it's like to have made <laughs> these like narrative choices They're good wow um mm. casting choices it just it it just feels like a fucking mess and like in a way that, like in this like age of TV, it feels very hard to get this sort of thing made, produced, and put on air, Be- just because of like what people have come get to this. expect. There's from a television. pandemic;
1: <laughs> it's wiping out the country. Now we have our heroes; they're really miscast.
0: And <laughs> yeah, it's I, like of a show that is sort of about like a plague that wipes out, you know, ninety percent of the population. Um, it it somehow feels tone deaf to that while you know like it just it doesn't seem to handle
1: somehow feels tone deaf. no like
0: not 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 tone deaf but like it doesn't (laughs) it almost like this
1: didn't exist before this happened we've had plagues before it doesn't
0: feel like they know how like it just like they don't even know how to handle a plague that's that's playing like that meanwhile we have a plague that's playing out in real life and they have stuff
1: to draw off of and the source material and they're still getting it wrong yeah
0: i mean uh, granted this was probably made or at least mostly produced pre-pandemic and a lot of it is either being done in pro- post production or like they're finishing some you know later episodes they put, they they photoshop
1: masks on their faces <laughs> yeah, right. in the movie right um or there's people who are like captain trips isn't real and they like take their mask off yeah. and they're like Ugh!
0: and like it's impressive cuz it's full of good actors like James mm. Marsden's in it um the the non pennywise scarsgard <laughs> brother um and bill that's that's Pennywise, right? Bill's Pennywise. Maybe that's Bill Skarsgård. Um, yeah, Alexander. I, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the one from Big Little Lies, and the um, one from True Blood. The one from True Blood, yes. So it's, it's like okay. there's a lot of good actors and actresses in it. It just feels like fucking mess. It's re and like some of the actors they got to play the characters are not very good. So and based on like the little bit of Wikipedia diving i did about the stand it feels like these characters have like their motivations are all wrong so i don't know it's it's not that like everything has to follow sure what the book was about but it just it it all felt kind of messy i think
1: Bummer. um and the last one i don't i mean i don't remember it with great clarity but they combined two big characters or two characters which I thought was odd. Like, Voltron? um, yeah, they're <laughs> yeah, like two, two women just smashed together and, and became like yeah. a bigger woman that was like, I'll help you get through the plague. Yeah. Um, they both put on different
0: earrings and they got like <sighs>
1: they pulled together. Did a fusion dance. Yeah. Um, it was a book I really enjoyed, uh, reading when I was in high school and back when fiction about, uh, plague decimating the world, uh, was <laughs> escapism.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but that's a bummer to hear about. It's I mean, just, I feel I, like King, King is, it's so weird sometimes the stuff that gets adapted well and stuff that doesn't.
0: Yeah. It, it feels like it just, it is continuing the curse of stuff that Stephen King adaptations just don't translate.
1: Ooh. Hey, that's a scary idea. King people can't adapt. <laughs> oh, they're trying to make a, mo- a mini series. Yeah, yeah. What and-
0: about a scary movie about a, an author's work who can't be adapted to screen? We'll call it secret window. Wait, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, it <laughs> just follows Stephen King trying to ma- make a movie and yeah. can't. Uh, his name is
0: Stavin Queen, and uh, his work is just, it's too good for screen. How about
1: that? We can't buy this. We'll make too much money. <laughs> ah, reject it again. <laughs> what a nightmare. We'll,
0: we'll make too much
1: money. <laughs> uh,
0: and so that's it for me for TV. Shall we move on to the main movie?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah! Soulja Boy, tell. Hey, I got this new damn for y'all called Soldier Boy. You got to punch that crack back three times from left
0: to right. Uh-huh, yeah, uh, we're talking about Soul. Soulja boy. Ch- boy. We're talking about Soul, the Pixar movie that is streaming on Disney+, uh, starring Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. And, guys, before we get into the summation of it, what did you
1: think of Soul? I thought Soul was very pleasant. I thought it was a very good Pixar film. I'll probably have to talk later about where I'd put it in my rankings, but um, it got to me. I think I have some issues with it, and I think, I, have, um, I think there's things about it that work better than others, but yeah, overall, I think I really enjoyed it. Max?
2: Yeah, I thought it was all right. I don't think it was one of my favorite Pixar's, and I think it treaded on some stuff that was already covered in Inside Out, Mm. Uh so I think maybe if it had come out first I would have enjoyed it a little more more.
1: like soul outside.
2: Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Like soul (laughs) doubt. Anyways, Andrew, what'd you think?
0: Uh I am interested to hear you guys both say that because I feel this is Pixar's masterpiece.
2: Whoa! Wow! Hey. I back it up.
0: I love Inside Out. I Max, think they have... you ready for this?
1: Let's take this guy down, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guys. Be gentle, why with why you're please. wrong. Um, Ooh, we're gonna cinema send you so fucking hard.
0: I have I watched it again this afternoon. Yeah, um, so did I. I, I just think it is it it takes like i i agree with you i think it treads on a lot of similar elements and and stuff from inside out and i think this movie tells them in a much more mature and succinct way than inside out mm. um i think it's it's funny it's very sweet i think it's poignant and it you know like the drama of it doesn't feel like forced or phony um I think like they have made obviously they've made great movies and like not that that not every Pixar movie is great they have made some some movies that I, still I haven't
1: would, seen the good dinosaur
0: I like the good dinosaur but it's not one of my like favorite Pixar movies um, Dude
1: what that movie I haven't seen
0: <laughs> but it is I think like they they know how to make movies they know how to crank out stuff that's going to make a lot of money you know the cars movies and things like that but I just think that this is their finest work, and I think it's their best movie. Wow, yeah, well, i I want to get into it. Um Where do we start? Why don't we quickly sum up the movie? So it's about sure. uh, Jamie Foxx's character, who is a jazz musician slash teacher who is sort of not he hasn't gotten the break that he's been looking for. He finally is invited to play this big show. And uh, through walking through the street, he avoids death many times, sort of in a comical way. And then he ends up falling into a manhole. Uh, He sort of, he's on the the teetering on the brink of life and death. His soul goes into sort of a waiting area for souls where you either go to the great beyond or you go back to earth, where he is tasked with... um, He pretends to be a mentor. Yeah, he, he pretends to be a mentor to this uh soul who's never been able to find her spark and so they go to earth they do sort of a body swap and it's sort of about finding her purpose at the same time maybe finding his
2: her purpose because he becomes a cat
0: ah max Ah, very good <laughs> um so i guess like for me i i could make my pitch about why i think it's really good. I'd I'd be more interested to hear why you guys feel like it's just sort of a middling
1: Pixar movie. Well I don't know if yeah I don't know if it would I would be fair to call it middling for me. Um and it hit me harder the second time. Um I think that the parts that I thought were uh, that I liked the most buoyed the movie more for me even the second time. Um I think I like it overall. I think the I think the best thing is, a part of it is obviously uh, Jamie Foxx's character, Joe, trying to help 22 find her spark. And there's a conflict where the body swap is maybe my least favorite part, not because 22 isn't in Joe's body and, and learning things through it, which seems like that was what had to happen in that situation. But there's just like a general part of me that wishes that like somehow that was happening without the, the cat and everything else. I don't know. I guess it's hard to put into words. Cause like, that's not bad necessarily. And I, and I feel like a big part of why I like where it all ends up is because 22 sort of experiences the normal parts of life that aren't like the spark parts of life that make life worth living. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I like that. It's, I like that it's realistic, like it's New York and it's, it's, you know, it obviously takes from these places. It's supposed to be actually that, but then there's like some elements of like, like I think the um, musician he wants to play with is not real. Right.
0: I don't think so.
1: I don't think so. But like the, the 22 Tina Fey's character has met up with uh, multiple real world uh, figures that have helped Mother them. Teresa, Muhammad Ali, yeah. And that, and that was like the only thing that like put me off a smidge where I kind of wished,
0: Mm,
1: see, it's hard. I feel like I'm, I'm almost like backtracking on even my own criticisms, but like, it, but I guess that element of it, like, it I like wish there was. was... He, wasn't oh, sorry, go ahead. Like,
0: he wasn't playing with like a world famous musician. Like, it could be. Oh, yes. A, she is a local yeah, jazz yeah, yeah. musician in New York that we just have not heard of, too.
1: Yeah. This wasn't, this wasn't you, Nork, and they didn't have to invent some, uh, you know, completely <laughs> false thing. But I guess for that reason, I kind of wish. I don't know. There was something about like. Uh, them interacting with like other real world historical figures that I thought was like an interesting choice. But um, I don't know. I feel like I'm going around in circles. It's not that I didn't like it. Um, I really did like it. Um, I guess I'm just trying to like place it in my rankings, but um, we can talk about it. I don't, I don't know. Max, I'm, I'm, I'm floundering. You, you, you should, you should talk a little bit.
2: I don't think I'll be able to say much more than that uh, because it wasn't like I disliked it entirely. It was just kind of uh, didn't grab me as much as some of the other ones did. And I, I mean, it's, it's a Pixar movie, like you said, so it's they're talented movie makers and even, even their duds can be good. Even uh, the ones that I, I don't know if there's one that I actively dislike. I don't think I've ever disliked a Pixar movie, even cars. There are some that I haven't seen that like didn't interest me enough to actually go out and see, but you usually when I get around to watching them, I do like, them. like Inside Out, I kind of avoided mm-hmm. until I watched it. And then I ended up really enjoying it, honestly. And then maybe because I enjoyed Inside Out where they go into like inside of a person and all the bits and pieces that make up a person and, and how you can kind of like uh, sort that out. What, what makes up you? What's in, important about these things in life? And then they go ahead and do that again in this one. I think it, it just felt kind of like, retreading what they were doing cuz they they they're basically when they're teaching these um spirits that are about to enter the world they have mm. to you know develop certain parts of their personality and, and the whole thing is to find the spark part of it which is uh, not exactly what inside out was about but trying trying to she's growing up and and she has to kind of work out uh what it means to um to live right mm-hmm. same, same thing that happens in this one what's it what's it mean to be alive
1: yeah it's well it's like inside out is like learning about it's it's your body and mind and kind of like the experiences that make up your all your memories and and kind of that that part of you and then soul is sort of like how you come out and develop Uh, more ephemerally more like it's 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 more liquid it's more like translucent kind of it's it's especially when they get to what the spark actually is yeah
2: but then before that they also have like kind of they're developing these spirits and basically just shove them into uh, a room where they like pop out now you're uh, a confident person now you're yeah. something like that it's basically just like you're not learning anything you're just being assigned these traits and then and then you go on to the world also you don't have any experiences up here pretty much uh you're you're getting these these traits right off the bat which is a whole thing right like um nature versus nurture discussion but basically you get those traits you go down to earth and then
1: uh those traits just show up
0: mm-hmm. which
2: uh, not, that you,
1: not that you can't fight against your own traits or change them, I don't think. But it seems like the implication being like you're born an anxious, you know, what's the one? What's the one kid who was like, "I'm going to be an egomaniacal," you know, uh, whatever? <laughs> right. And they're like, "Ooh, this one's going to be a handful." Like, <laughs> <See ya. laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, um, I, I I didn't really think about it either time watching the movie, but I did think about it while you both were talking about it. I would say this is probably one of the least accessible. Pixar movies for kids like I just don't feel like there's a lot it's very kids, heady you know like it's a, it's really heady and there's not like other than when Jamie Foxx inhabits the cat there's really not
1: like a funny character for kids They're, you know, the,
2: like the sign spinner Graham Norton he did a great <laughs> job
1: well the, the, I do like the the I mean it's obviously it's beautiful and yeah. the parts in the real world are great but like the softness and kind of the aesthetic of of the great beyond and the great before are kind of cool too. Some mm-hmm. of it is very sterile and grays and whites, and it's very like, um, it's very like kids love sterile grays and whites. <laughs> I, well, I don't, I don't, I am, I just mean more like, yeah, I meant it more in in what Andrew's saying, where it's like, even oh. that part, even the part of the fantasy world, there is like the soft, grassy world with the new spirits and everything sort of got, but a then there's rainbow like the, sheen. the Jerry's and mm-hmm.
0: Terry are mm-hmm. these like sort of like abstract painting, yeah, they're very like, simple characters that like. I you know I I loved seeing that like I just think it's such an interesting art choice to have these like what are the you know the the mentors mentors are these like very you know like two dimensional yeah, yeah abstract painting looking characters and then you have the like 3D little like gooey cloud balls that are souls kind of wandering around and these are little cutesy things I thought was a very interesting choice to like have those two things contrasting each other in the same area
1: yeah and they even say like we're taking a form that you can understand like we're we're something completely different basically yeah um um but i did like i'm trying to like pin down i mean there's you already described kind of like the journey that goes on and um i think i mean some of the most beautiful parts too like the the jazz like when joe gets into the zone mm-hmm. and all the shots when they're playing in the movie are so beautiful yeah and moving and i feel like like the lighting like it feels like you're in like that club and you can feel like the temperature and like the when the lights change and stuff it's it's really something else um i think so like, i love that about it
0: for me and we can sort of get into more of the movie what i think you know one like i said i i, I think it's not extremely accessible for kids because i i think it is gen like i think it's made sort of for people our age right like it's a it's a movie that is about <clears throat> a person who thinks he's he his purpose on earth is to be this successful jazz musician and that's play like music that's his set goal that's what he's meant to do and all this stuff, and the journey of the movie, you think the whole time, I mean, it's it's a great kind of bait-and-switch journey, which is that, like, you think that the journey of the movie is finding Tina Fey's, or 22's purpose. It's going to be that she, you know, she's always like, oh, maybe maybe my purpose is, is walking, my purpose is looking up at the sky or something. I'm really good at those things. And it's, <clears throat> you think it's this journey of her finding what she's going to be good at. And really what the purpose of the movie is is to tell you tell joe that there is no like your purpose on earth is not the thing that you end up doing and it's the your purpose on earth and your you know what is your spark is living and what you end up doing is part of that but it's sort of like you're not like uh, what i took away from the movie and and this spoke to me very personally because i've just you know i'm 36 (laughs) and have not found what is my my path my journey you know like the thing that <clears throat> you know like my wife is an accountant or you know we have fr- friends who are in these different avenues in in the world and you know at times i'm just sort of like well what good am i if i if i don't have my avenue my path and this movie presents this this idea that it's not what you do it's not the the, like what you end up doing is not the thing that defines you and I think that's sort of a, a an attitude that I feel like is is becoming more popular especially with people our age and younger that what you end up doing is not what defines you and and how you live your life is is what defines you and I feel like presenting this idea to you know like I said it may not be accessible to kids but for kids to get that message early that what you end up doing is not It does not define your, how worthy you are of being on earth. And I think like that was what I like really touched me about the movie and the message that is, you know, obviously what they're trying to portray, but like what I really took away and really meant a lot to me as somebody who still is figuring it out that that doesn't make me a less worthy person. And it didn't make 22 or Joe any more or less worthy knowing what they wanted to do on earth.
2: Yeah, I feel like maybe I've hung out with um, older people who were in the middle of their midlife crisis or something like that and got over it, or maybe it was that uh, people around me knew that uh, I was kind of a purposeless uh, type of individual. Uh, But I feel like I've kind of picked up that message a lot. And maybe that's why this one didn't resonate as much with me, is that, like, the whole time i kept feeling like like this guy is closer to those obsessive monsters about the the jazz thing and i was kind of impatient with him with the fact that he didn't learn the lesson earlier mm-hmm. quicker that he like it really took him to the very end he was able to get we're spoiling it right yeah yeah sure so he he was able to get back to earth and complete his, what he thought was his goal. And like, that's near the end of the movie. That's when he has his realization. But up until that point, he's still pushing. He's still, uh, kind of that, that jerk who's really doing it for himself. And he hasn't learned the lesson until, until the very end. There are certain, certain scenes, certain facial expressions where you can tell he's picked up something, but it hasn't clicked yet. And it just felt like it, it took him a while to get to that point where it's like, uh, yeah you don't this isn't necessarily what you have to do there isn't this this point this this one thing that is going to make your life worthwhile
1: well and that's why I think he was failing to and and never, didn't even realize until very late in the game what the spark was and what he was actually trying to do when he was trying to find twenty two spark because mm-hmm. he's under the impression that music is his life and that it, and it it certainly is a big important part of his life, but he assumes that's his spark and that's his purpose and that's the thing that he's meant to do. And it seemed to me that remembering what living was, part of that being music, part of that being a mentor to others and teaching the music and and enjoying it that way, um, yeah, the
2: relationship with his friends. And the relationships relationship. were
1: all part of of what the actual spark was, which was like you guys have mentioned, which is you know like living your life, it's not it's not the single thing that defines you. It's part of a myriad of things that make up your soul and make up what, how you travel, you know, through your mortality. Um, so I get him going to up until the end and not realizing like, Oh, it took you living in my body to, to get your spark. That's not fair. Like you only liked music cause you were in my body. And then uh, like you mentioned, Max, he gets to play that show and he realizes he's probably just going to be playing that same show night after night and the thing he thought he was striving for and trying to attain wasn't what he wanted, but it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean he won't play music or won't continue to or enjoy it. It's just that he was actually just taking for granted the bigger thing and what 22 was able to experience in his body, which is so much of life is just the little parts of, of the living, the parts that seem insignificant and seem like, if he never had, if he didn't have an instrument to play, there's still elements of life he could experience um, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and enjoy and, and it would enrich him and, and make it worth living. Yeah. So speaking, and of you're ob- right, you're right about that being heady for sure. Yeah.
0: Speaking of obvious statements about the movie, I mean, the, the scene where he's, you know, he empties, he empties out his pockets and he's got all the little knickknacks that 22 had accrued and he kind of lays them out on his piano. And that's when he starts to, you know, have his memories about like, teaching music and, like, teaching, like, specifically teaching a kid who's, like, struggling with the drums. And then, like, he has a memory about, like, playing music with his dad as, like, his dad is this, like, aging figure. And then, like, being at the beach with his mom and, like, you know, the feet the water washing up to their feet and stuff. Like, I just fucking lost it. Like, the first time I saw the movie, I was, you know, like, I started crying this second time. Like, I just lost it. Like, I was crying so hard during that time. Well, and And, I think I noticed
1: because his... You get to see like your, some of your achievements and the big things that you enjoyed in life at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's posing as this professor at one point. So he's seeing all these accolades and him earning his degree and him teaching these students and blah, blah, blah. And he's seeing all these things he's like, Oh, these are great. But then he gets to see his things and it's oh, he's sitting in a diner, eating some pie. Oh, he's writing his name. He's talking to the kids in this, the class, but yeah. they don't care, blah, blah, blah. When you see it at the end and when you see him playing, he's going back into the zone to get back to, to the plane, you know, the dream plane or whatever. And he's remembering some of those things, but it's, you get the other side of it where it's like, yeah, I guess if you told someone like at the end of your life, you're going to, you're going to be seeing yourself eating that piece of pie. Most people will be like, Oh, that sucks. But like he, that's that tiny little, that's one little tiny piece of life that he was like, yeah, that was just like, it lived in me and it made it was just like yeah a moment a moment of living that's part of my soul. That's- and the
0: the dichotomy of like seeing the scene at the beginning where he's like oh that's kind of a boring thing and then when yeah, he's, he's like oh that sucks why is this in here and then when he's playing the music and he's kind of remembering it from the other side where like it's the, taking that bite and like that first taste of the pie where he's like really enjoying it. I just like I you know again Pixar is they're masters of this shit like they're just they they craft this stuff so well. And that, I think, was a very, you know, obviously intentional, but just, like, a very poignant thing where, like, you know, enjoy, like, oh, I just ate a piece of pie. What does that matter? And then remembering it more clearly as, like, God, that feeling when I took that first bite, you know, like, that's the sort of stuff that you enjoy in life. And, like, I, yeah, I think there's a lot of, a lot of dichotomy they were able to pull off very well from the beginning to the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, I definitely want to, like, Reassess and like see where I would put it in my rankings But it is a really Beautiful story and like yeah Like in that quiet way of like it wasn't It wasn't doing a big Like loss thing f- for me Where there's like I feel like a lot of Pixar movies uh, Can affect me in that way where mm. if, With people sacrifices or people losing Each other and this one Starts with the death in the film Yeah um, Well for the most part Um And yeah it's just sort of more of a reflection on everything else like the the, the living of it all um yeah it was really good I, I i did find it affecting i did find it moving and especially at the end when when all of that comes together it was particularly satisfying yeah
2: one thing that took me out of that scene and this is just me i think uh when he was laying out all of the things that they had done in the the little twirly gig and all of that stuff uh there was a lollipop that she uh had been eating and it was out of the wrapper and he had just been carrying it around in his pocket and Uh he just put it on his piano which is like the most important thing in his life it's his spark he thinks at that point and um i was just like there's no reason that that thing didn't need to be like had to be out of a wrapper it could have had a wrapper on there and I wouldn't be; it wouldn't be triggering this OCD thing of. of <laughs> he's just grabbing on. It's it's like his whole his whole pocket is ruined with this. That's so gross. How is it not sticking to everything? I was. I mean, so I, guess, I was a little distracted.
0: Yeah, I guess like it would have it wouldn't have done too much to like just have some like pocket lint stuck to it. But they, <laughs> for some reason, felt like it should look pristine. Like it should be like a perfect lollipop and instead like yeah it's been in his pocket of his suit where like someone had previously put it in their mouth it's well, just such an unimportant thing. It.
2: There is no reason also for them to make a big deal out of it where he's like, oh, like you know, trying yeah. to pull it out of his pocket and it's stuck. Ugh, and he's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to have to get a new jacket. None of that is
1: important, but it did distract me. <laughs> Come on, Pixar. Stick yeah, to it's it's the a, details. It's a deleted
0: scene. It'll be, yeah, it'll be
1: on the... the yeah, they'll do Broadway. like a, um, a soul short, like a mini, and that'll address <laughs> just about about what happened. Po-
2: the, the different pocket universe that was in his, his
1: pocket. Ooh, po- hey, <laughs> pocket universe. That's the next Pixar movie. There we go. Um, Wonderful.
0: would you guys recommend people see soul it is currently streaming on disney plus
1: definitely yes i would highly recommend it especially if you're a Pixar fan um like you said drew maybe not that it's not you couldn't watch it with children i just don't know if it'll connect the same way you'd be like get it
0: you yeah, get it so i'm i when that? i'm
1: grinded down by you <laughs> i need to find my spark <laughs> um but no i i do think and i think that maybe that's i read an article um, and they did talk about, um, it was called Representation Without uh, Transformation. Um, and it was on tor.com, T-O-R.com. Um, and it was about how Disney and a couple other movies have done films where their characters of color at some point go through some transformation where they're not that character yeah. for parts of the movie. This one, speaking as a you know lame white guy there's obviously an aesthetic they're going for where the souls are all these certain sort of character things. Um, And that's just like the little tiny version of you that then goes into your body. Cause I would say that like the parts with Joe Gardner and the other care, and there are a lot of cool characters of color and stuff like that in this movie are great. And it feels very authentic and it feels beautiful. And I love, I mean, Pixar just, knocks out of the park every time like the barbershop the jazz club Mm -hmm. his apartment his mom's sewing thing in the butter cookie container (laughs) like all of that was just like so great but i do see that side of it too where it feels like and maybe that's just like a pixar thing where there's been lots of movies with you know more characters that are themselves the entirety of the film and feels like pushes forward like you know like moana or like uh spider-man enter the spider-verse where like you get this side of characters that you don't get as often in films and especially animated films. And there's no sacrifice to uh, who they are uh, to kind of show that. And a big part of this is supposed to be, like I said, may- maybe this is more of a pass because it's the whole thing of the-, the swapping of the souls at one point and re-experiencing something through someone else's body. But um, I didn't think that was interesting. And I'm hoping that people would, if that was, if that gave anyone pause or it's like, Oh, they can't do a movie where it's just like that character starting the whole time. They're they're definitely trying to say something too about about Joe Gardner and about the soul he's he's trying to uh, teach and all the experiences of his life and everything else. So mm-hmm. I really liked that about it. I was it yeah. was in, an interesting point when I was reading about the movie and that came up, but um, but um, I think it was handled fairly well, all yeah. things considered.
0: Max, what about you? Would you recommend people see it?
2: Yeah, check it out. It's a Pixar movie, so it's it's well made. It's worth watching. Uh it might not be your favorite Pixar movie, but it's or probably it better than it might it might be your favorite Pixar movie hey. of all time. Uh very possibly, depending on what you're going through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh it's a it's a well-made movie. It's um I think it's got a lot going for it. Um it yeah. I think just because it's a Pixar movie and it's compared to its other Pixar movies. Uh, that's probably why it's not wowing me but sure if you're looking for a movie to watch um there's a chances are the other movie you would you were considering is worse than this movie <laughs> it's just because it's a pixar right because yeah. pixar makes good movies so um yeah watch it yeah even if it's not my favorite pixar yeah.
0: um again i reiterate i think it's their masterpiece i think it's their best movie part of that might be where I'm, where I like you, you made sort of a, a like a, I don't think you were joking about it, but like you know, a lighthearted Ooh. comment about like I mean, I think it is kind of it,
1: it's hitting, it, it's hitting you, especially right hit, now. You yeah,
0: said in where I am in my personal journey, in in terms of uh sort of learning things about myself, I think it hit me in, in a very personal way, and I, I really appreciate that. And that may be skewing my view of the movie, but you know, I, I. I I think
2: that's important. That's important for any yeah. art piece, right? To hit, hit you as a person. And like Fight Club at one point was my favorite movie when I was that, that, that like teen ready to fight everyone. Sure. And so like, it, it really, um, those things hit you. You yeah. watch them at the right time and and they're going to, it's that spark.
0: Sure.
1: Yes. See, yeah. It really, andrew yeah, max exactly. has found his spark he's wow. completely content in all elements of everything <laughs> so it doesn't matter he doesn't affect him yeah sorry um so, so yeah. i just spend my time spinning signs
2: and uh, guiding other people
0: <laughs> you are my graham norton and i am, i've oh,
2: always thought of i've you been waiting way. i've been waiting for you to say that um so, by the yeah, way I, graham norton the graham norton show
1: is awesome yeah it is You, good. you guys watch watching funny. it at all yes yeah. i've seen it before it's it's quite good it's very so funny
0: good. um So yeah, I I highly recommend it Uh, if you have access to Disney Plus. I would say it's probably worth signing up for Disney Plus to to watch it. I think it's that good,
1: but and not like there's not other stuff to to check out also.
2: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) All right, everybody. Ah, that classic Mando theme. (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) We will talk to you next time. Bye. Peace.